0: <laughs> it would be a Wolves fan, eh? On no full, people might yet win it here for Wolves, in the shot! Hello and welcome to today's episode of Wolves Fancast on a Saturday night of all things. I mean, I was trying to work out, Tom. I've been doing this show for nine years now. I'm not sure if I've ever done a show on a Saturday night. Just because? I, no, I don't
1: think I've done one.
0: No, because I mean, no. we, it's, it's not that da- we'll talk about Friday night games. It's me and Tom on today, by the way, um, <laughs> guys. Uh, we we got a hit, but. A little bit of a reveal behind the curtains. Um, there was supposed to be about four of us on, and within the last hour and a half, a couple of people have had to drop out, unfortunately, um, through uh, a bit of seasonal uh, flu. So we wish them well, but me and Tom are going to crack on because we're really keen to talk about yesterday's game. Have a look at the March fixtures coming up because I think it's not quite a make-or-break month for us because I think April's where it's going to get silly season, but I think as the fixtures the last couple of weeks have shown, a lot still changing um, and also have a quick look at Liverpool as well. So, Tom, my question to you first and foremost, what are your thoughts on Friday night games? Because it can make and break a weekend, in my opinion.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It genuinely dictates if I'm going to watch any football over the weekend or not. Mm. So if we lose, I don't want anything to do with football for the rest of the weekend. It takes me a weekend to get over it. I don't like, I don't like watching football if Wolves have lost because it reminds me that Wolves have lost. It's really it's really sad, um, but it's just facts. I know it's the opposite, isn't it? I think he's like uh, it's like a hangover. He likes to drink through it, you know, so he'll just watch every game he can just to try and filter out all the shite of the Wolves.
0: I was going to say, I don't like almost that uh, BDSM level of like self-torture after it, to be <laughs> yeah. honest. Like, but you're all right, let's say. I think literally, because you go from like Friday night and you sleep, it's like, oh, it all goes up against Arte. Oh, don't care. Was it Leeds last season? We played on a Friday night. I think when we lost, um, when Jimenez got sent off, I've got a feeling in my head that was on a Friday night, and it just kills any joy of doing anything. But I guess last night's result—I know because it's a draw—I was a bit teetering in terms of whether I'm going to let it ruin my weekend or you know let it ride on a high. So I've, I've watched. I've i say I've watched the football today. Um, obviously, I can't legally watch the three o'clock kickoff games. So I um, can't say anything about that. But, you know, at least seeing the uh, bits of Bournemouth and catching some of the um, uh, Liverpool game as well, which is currently happening, although that's not been an amazing watch, I'm not going to lie, um, has kind of just about kept my enthusiasm up. Um, but let's talk last night then. Um so, for anyone who's been living under a Rockwell's Drew 1-1 one, one away to Fulham. Um, and it, I don't know, like, on paper, when you look at the league table prior to the game, it, it felt a bit weird for me because I guess it the start of the season maybe or 18 months ago or whatever, you'd sort of expect us to be in the opposite ends of the table um, in terms of where, you know, Liverpool are so where Fulham are you know I think about eight from kicked off yesterday and you know you had us in 15th but you know F- Fulham have done, done the business for a season so I know it, it was a weird it was a weird kind of mentality going into it because I'm not used to Fulham being good
1: yeah I get that I, I... I was a bit. I was apprehensive about the game because just purely because Fulham are, they're having a good season. Purely, if you look at the league table, you think you know in way a game against. They might even been higher than eighth. I might be wrong. I don't know if they were sixth or or maybe seventh or something like that. Anyway, but then I saw the teams come out, and then you're looking at the teams on paper, and I genuinely in my head I was like, "Hang on, what am I what am I worried about here?" If you look at the actual 11s on paper, I know I was football focused. football's not played on football's not played on paper, but if you look at Though that eleven, you know, for uh, for the audio listeners, it's just come on screen now. Um, There are not many players I would take out of that Fulham eleven to put in that Wolves eleven to make it better. You know, especially without Mitrovic. I mean, he's not. You know, Mitrovic is okay. Um, It definitely get in our team as a a number nine currently. You'd say Polina. I quite like their full-backs, although, especially last night, I don't think we've got much to complain about with our full-backs. but. Is that it really? I, I couldn't really, you know, Pereira on his days all right. William obviously was decent, but I don't think he'd swap Polina would walk into our team. But other than that, I can't see any 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 major players I'd have in our in our eleven. So I felt better as soon as I saw the lineups.
0: Yeah, I think it what, what it shows to me with Fulham is that they are they're obviously a really well drilled, organized team, and yeah, you know say like how bad a lot of teams are in the premier this season at least defensively the like you look at that lineup and i i completely agree tom that that isn't that isn't like a standout team on paper that's and i guess with no disrespect that's not like a top six you know top te- top eight team but no. actually you can see like there's a there's a bloody good spine in that team of like strong players you know from leno Reims having a fantastic season. You've seen Polino and um Andreas Pereira, two really solid players and on this day, Mitro. But that's a that is a chunky spine with uh, I guess kind of good championship kind of surrounding it. So I I, I kind of thought the same because I've not watched a lot of fun this season. Um but but they're kind of steadily going about their work and to be fair, even when our the balls line up, um obviously Lamina coming backs you know w- was the biggie, but also Jimenez up front as well, because I guess they were like the two things that were missing against um against Bournemouth, sorry.
1: Yeah, I agree. I th- I think um you know everyone's got their opinions on Roll and he hasn't been good this season, he hasn't been good for since his injury, unfortunately. However, you know, I think it was time to to give one of the centre forwards a, a run out and and see Cunha just just playing off them um rather than him being the focal point and i think it definitely definitely made a difference in the, in the first half um i think it it linked the play so much better between the you know the midfield and the forwards which i think was lacking a little bit against bournemouth um so so yeah well, I wasn't against it okay granted I still think it's a position that we drastically need to improve but but i think the system Worked a lot better um, purely because we had a proper centre forward up there.
0: Yeah, we it, it looked so much more cohesive than it did against Bournemouth. I think that was a telling thing for me. And it almost felt like we, we really rattled Fulham. And I don't quite know why, considering the form that they were in. But, you know, particularly in that first half, we did just look like for Wolves for of old. And, um, I mean, even before the first goal, we we had chances. You know, Srabia um, has a chance even before you know he scores. So de- definitely having like a number nine helped help for me. And I think um, yeah, you know, we we could talk about him and his, I guess, in general. But apart from his touch being a bit wayward, which is almost just a given at this point, I thought he had a pretty solid game as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. That's probably the best he's played for. I don't know was the best he's played this season um yeah he didn't there's that header in the second half The knee he was very he was he was very very close with and it was nice to see him getting his head on a few things really um mm. you know that's that is the the him and of all putting his body about um getting knocked downs um bringing other people into play um so yeah i think it was i think Raul... Raul you know, definitely did did make a difference, and and individually played a lot well. And he did he did chase around, he pressed very high, um, as they all did, and we we completely completely outplayed him. I haven't seen us dominate a team like that with the ball for again a while. Um, you know, even since lopetegui has been in, I'd probably say probably that's most almost dominant half. You could argue maybe against Villa. I said to the mate I was watching it with at the time, it very much reminded me of the. The Villa game and ultimately it was mm. um, it was similar in in more than that way as well um with the result in the second half lagging a little bit um but yeah the dominant and then, you know even Carragher, you're saying on there that, you know that we were absolutely outplaying them it should have been at least 1-0 you know and maybe even more than that you know at half time
0: yeah i think it, it was it's so strange because especially like that liverpool results almost I think it can mask things in a way because it was such an amazing performance and atmosphere and everything. And like we seized upon opportunities whereas we were so dominant, we so say in possession that it, I don't know, it, it, it kind of gave me a bit more belief that we can assert ourselves on team rather than be a bit of a reactive outfit and kind of scrape through things. Um, and, and to do it against, you know, a, a really solid Fulham side, I think it, it's, it's a lot of testament and, You know, I think it shows in the goal in terms of how that goal comes about as well. Because you could argue it's kind of on a counter attack, but the amount of movement for that goal—bloody hell! Like, you know, I love a training training ground goal. I love it, and everything about that goal. It it it's all done on the training ground for me. Like you know how how you know essentially it eventually comes out to you know a a great work from Jimenez to start with, yeah. And then to be able to get it back out to eventually come out to Nunez or Mateus and then curling the ball back. Initially, I thought the defender won the header at the back post. And it wasn't actually a knockdown from Jimenez.
1: But yeah, it was perfect. It just just went over his head, didn't it? It just just yeah. perfectly just just leaps over. Um and a cracking knockback um but mm-hmm. by uh by Raoul. I actually think Sarabi's first touch is quite poor actually. And I think yeah. it sort of <laughs> helped it helped with the goal because um it drew the defender out and ultimately then it gave him a bit you know, once we beat him it, it unsighted Leno and, and and that was it really. So um yeah, yeah, brilliant and just what we deserved. But we're getting men into the box mm-hmm. finally. Yeah. Finally. I know. It's amazing. It makes such a difference You actually get men in the box and you might score a goal, you
0: know. I know. Thought. Exactly. And you know, even when Mateus like gets the ball, um, you know, when he whips it in, you've already got what? You've already got Kuna in there. You've got Himnes in there, obviously. You've got Sarabia, and you also got Neves. And I think that was the thing that I really enjoyed about the goal because clearly it's something they worked on, because when Jimenez heads it back, You've got Sarabia, and they're like five yards behind him, you've got Neves about to mm. run onto it. So if Sarabia's not got himself in the right position, you've actually got one of your midfielders coming in as well and supporting. And that goal, we don't score that six months ago. No. But no politely like, you know, does he a scoring that and Steve Davis?
1: No. You'd, you'd have, <laughs> have Raoul if he's lucky, you know, you'd have Raoul in the but and it'd be nodding it down to no one, he? it'd be nodding yeah. it down to a defender's foot and it'd be cleared. It's just it's or just be trying percentages, to... isn't it? You just... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or would be trying to go for a goal himself from like a obscene yeah. angle and getting yeah. it all wrong. And you say like that the I was gonna say it almost sounds like Allardyce esque, doesn't it? Um it's when sure you say doesn't. oh it's percentage football, but it's not, it, it it is just like having that belief and that bravery to I don't know, get a few lot if you read technical players. A bit further forward And Like Look how much Nevis games Pushed on yet again Just having You know A bit more freedom To go forward
1: Breaks the box He breaks the box He had that header Didn't he I think I mean I think it was Overly close But you know The Rupert Nevis header 10 yards out That's just Unheard of And it's it's noticeable How Since Lamine Has come in it, it isn't always neves taking the ball from the center halves it's mm-hmm. off, it, it can be Lamina as well so they're very sort of flexible on that they, i think they've got the double double pivot don't they so they can um you know that it's just a bit more fluid in there you know it's not so predictable um it's what we often you know had if neves taking it off the defender's toes and then and then moving from there it's just nice to have another body that can that can do the same the same job and the same work and it just it just makes the the game flow better, the, the the possession being so much more um, assertive. If you want, if I wanted a better phrase, so um, yeah, I was really really impressed with the, with the first half, and it's it's, it's unfortunate really we weren't, because I think we deserve to be more than a goal up, and I think it's just unfortunate that we that we couldn't quite capitalise any more on on the dominance that we
0: showed. Yeah, it's a real shame because I know Fulham, um, you know, in my slightly unbiased head, had did have some chances, but. I don't know, at, at, at the same time, particularly those first half chances seemed very, I don't know, just fairly standard. We didn't seem sort of particularly, you know, troubled by them or anything. It, it, we seemed to really hold our own for, for a lot of the time. And it, it was a bit, I guess, frustrating, you know, the further you look back on it and go, a good side manages that game out. If you wolves?
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. I think it it's it's one of those it's like it's hard to be critical because it was just such a good goal. Mm. the equaliser was just so good, you know, he's just you know, he's put postage stamped it from, from twenty five yards. And there was there's a little bits and pieces I think that could have been done better with it. But other than that they had the Vinicius head at, at the end but I can't really think of any other chances no. that, that they had I think generally we did pretty well I think a, a team that's just on on the crest of a wave you know I think probably does they probably do see that game out before you know and it's just a, the position that we're in it's amazing how often things just don't quite just mm. don't quite run for you you know whether it be you know referee decisions that we've seen in the past or or um, just little bits and pieces of luck around the either box um but definitely reason to be to be optimistic
0: yeah exactly and um you know if we talk about the equaliser for a second i mean I, i've watched it back about six to seven times now trying to work out it's like well you know is that something you can do anything about and i don't know i think it's always frustrating when you get the you know an inverted winger who cuts inside because you can't know what he's going to do as a defender and a fullback you're sort of always taught to you know Show them onto you know either inside or outside and stuff like that, but it happens so quickly and as soon as he gets that half yard of space. And it's like he bends it in the bottom corner, it's a, it's a sublime finish, yeah. Um, he
1: looks a player, he does. I, I think it, I look at the one thing I always do is um, when the teams are out, I, I just have a look at the uh opponent. Twitter's feed, and just see the comments, just so you know how the you know, the mm. feeling and the everything was like you know what's um, what Solomon got to do to get a start. You know, it was like pretty much every comment was was that. And then when he came on, he, within about three or four minutes, you could tell yeah. something about him. And uh, yeah, I just I, again for the rest of that game, I just wanted the ball to stay away from him because I thought he was the only one who was going to cause us any any issue and like you say you can watch it back and you can you can nitpick you know maybe we didn't get out to him quick enough arguably um maybe we showed him too much on the inside i think Lamina, it's a bit of a weird i don't know i say attempts at block he just sort of sticks his arse out it's a bit it's a bit bizarre really oh, yeah. side on and he sort of sticks his arse out but you know you can't really you can't lose like it's just—it's just a really good goal. And I know there's a there's a, there's a question in, in Twitter corner later, you know. So I'm not going to jump ahead of that. But um, you know, it's just unfortunate that we're on the receiving end of it, and, and we don't get many of those ourselves. Um, no, exactly. Frustrating,
0: exactly. Um, a couple of players I did want to speak about. I know we spoke about him this briefly, but we're we'll talking about his strike partner, uh, Mateus Kuna, because uh, he he went off injured. Um, unfortunately, and seems to be a bit of a nasty one as far as we can tell. Um, I say, like, when you see sort of a photo of it, it doesn't look particularly great in terms of enrolling it over. Um, you know, I think it's still kind of to be confirmed what the severity is, but he definitely looked better having another striker up with him and not being that number nine himself.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. He, I, he wasn't. It's, it's like he didn't do anything brilliant. He, he wasn't brilliant, but I think it says a lot that when he went off, that's when we lost control of the game. Yeah, he was the link between uh, the midfield and and Jimenez. Um, he picked up the you know the, the knockdowns, um, or he was driving forward with the ball nicely, you know, from midfield. Uh, so again, whether it was an you know not really down to individual brilliance or performance, you know, I wouldn't say it was any better than like a seven out of 10 or whatever. Um, but he, the, the way he played made us, you know, tick. It made us play a lot better. And when the sub, uh, the subs didn't do anything for us again, unfortunately, I think that's two games in a row really that I, I don't think it was the right sub because it's not a like for like that, you know, Dharma for Cunha's is just not the same sub, you um, the, the, the players that we did bring on for me they, they played they played way too wide. The the, the how white works so well in the first half in my opinion is because the, the they played quite narrow, the two wide men. So you know so Surabi so if you call um you're a wide man or just behind Raul, that they were they were narrow and they let the full backs do the width. Whereas in the second half I think Adama and, and when Pedence came on they were just they were just too wide and there was no link. Um it's you know it it subdued our full backs generally and and they didn't seem any link up between the two. So I think it did make a big, big difference when, when Kenya went off. And I think Lopetegui referenced that as well in his, mm. his post match. Um, so yeah. well, let's hope he's not out for too long because I think he, you know if we want to play that system going forward, I think he's gonna be key.
0: I'd made a note about the subs as well, because I think one of the things that a lot of people, including myself, has praised Lopatagi since coming in, is impact with subs. And it does feel like two you know, two games in a row is just not quite span the way he wanted to and I'd, I'd come to a similar conclusion with you about the subs not working because of being inside but more of a defensive point of view because you know he talks about, about Fulham lineup, and for me that, it's that midfield trio who are you know who, who you can't need to immobilise and just squeezing it a little bit more condensed and having because M- Nunes plays almost as just a wide left midfielder yeah and it not, but actually having it all kind of condensed that little bit more, you know, giving Hugo Bueno just license to have, you know, he doesn't play left back, he plays on the left flank. And, you know, that just suits some of his ability down, down to the ground. But as soon as you can't put things in front of him, it makes his job harder. It opens up the space for, you know, quite a physical midfield. Fulham, you know, if say, like, look at Polinia, you, you can see why his tackling's through the roof. And on a different day, I think I could argue she might have been sending it off.
1: Yeah, I said the same. I was screaming for it, on that tackle, that, yeah, that one. It was just, I don't know if it was a bit smart play from Ferreira because it was just before he went straight through um, Sarabia. Hmm. So I don't know if that was to sort of take the heat off the uh, you know, the Polinia one. Because he had a couple of late ones, uh, yeah. and and I mean they referenced it. I think Carragher referenced it first half, like he's got to be careful. And then he had two more, I think, in the second. And I think if we made a bit of a meal of the, the second one, maybe who knows? But they're all his mate, aren't they? So they're not gonna.
0: Yeah. Throw, the, throw
1: their arms for that one, you know. You've yeah. got the, you got two players who played with him <laughs> last season. You have got international teammates everywhere on the pitch, so. They weren't going to shit out him, unfortunately, which uh, no. is what they usually like to do. But it just, uh, it's just unfortunate. It, it was, uh, it was him. But yeah, I think, yeah, maybe a fifty-fifty one. But I was, I was screaming for it when he went in for that one tackle, and he was like,
0: "I, think, I kind of think if that game is at Molyneux compared mm-hmm. to being, you know, I think if you're the away side, that's a lot harder to get away with." But you say it. When you're the team in ascendancy, you get the rubber for green on ones like that. And I mean, if you, you
1: compare like, that to the double booking at Southampton. Oh. I mean, it's just it's just unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? That's where the, con- the inconsistency is.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's so frustrating when you say when you look at it like that. It's like I don't know. It it wasn't what made or break. You know, the reason why Wolves didn't win that game wasn't because Pellegrini didn't get a, a red card or anything. But it's it's still it's still frustrating. um, But it did nearly go horribly wrong for Wolves right at the end um, with that um, Vinicius yeah. chance. And again, someone has come to a lot of criticism, um, but seems to be picking up form Jose Sarr with a, with a big save.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. an important save. Yeah, yeah. I will say I think if that's Mitrovic, that's two one, and that's and and we yeah. lost that game. I think you know he's get up, he gets up really well finishes. To be yeah. fair, he just doesn't quite put it in the corner and not quite with enough power. So it's, 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 a, it's a decent save. I was I'd expect him to make it. Um, yeah, so I, it's important. You know, it's like you know, ninety second minute, so we're not going to take anything away I, from
0: it. Looking like look, when I saw it in real time with you know mass hysteria. In my head, it was Gordon Banks in the 1970 <laughs> World Cup level yeah. and then, and then, in the cold light of day on a very cold Saturday morning, watching back, like it's a it's a good save. Don't don't not take yeah. anything away from Sar, but considering what a leap he gets, because like he his leap's so strong, it basically stops Dawson yeah from getting. He it, it, just can't get up at all. Um, yeah. so. I know, frust- frustrating that um, so we couldn't get anything more out of it. But I guess at the same side, Fulham might argue that, you know, if they had chances like that as well. Whereas, you know, Jimenez H- has a great header, um, which I think he's slightly unlucky with great contact with it. The one he kind flash flashes just wide from about 10 yards out or whatever. Um
1: but we had a couple. We had a couple of overloads in the second half, and we really ballsed it up. Um, yeah. I remember Pedence was awful when he came on. I'm, um, you know, he, he's, he's very hot and cold for me. I go through phases of a, a bit of a love hate relationship with Pudence. Um But he was pretty dire when he came on, and he, he messed up a couple of counters that we had. Um, I remember one. I think it was three on two. Uh, breaks him in the centre. He's plays like a really weak pass that that gets intercepted. And then I remember um that Lamina run was in the last mm-hmm. I think it was injury time, absolutely fantastic. Just driving he drove it from about, I don't know, twenty five yards out from our goal through a body about, I don't know, three three, four Fulham players, pretty much right to the edge of the box. I think he slips in Costa and he put sort of dallies and doesn't really do anything with it, which was which was frustrating. So uh, a point, yeah, it's probably probably a fair result. I think we probably were slightly the better team over the ninety minutes, just purely for that first half. Um, I think Silver probably de- annoyingly deserves a little bit of credit. I think he just they just decided to bully us a bit in the second half because we were just completely outplaying them, and they, like you said, they sort of got in our faces a little bit, and they they turned it into a really scrappy, niggly affair. I remember that one point in the. The second half, when I think we're three men down, injured, three men yeah. down, injured in the yeah. physio, <laughs> what the hell to do, who to go to first. I think Cunha was one of them. Um, so yeah, I think they just they just tried to to fight us with a bit of sort of shithousing, really, and it, it, it did probably swing swing the game a little bit in in their favour. And I, I think yeah, if anyone was going to win it, it probably was going to be them in the last sort of five minutes. So I was quite happy when the final whistle went. I think it, if we play like that, the rest of the, I went into the, after that game thinking we're going to be fine because yeah. you don't you don't you know dominate a team like that in that sort of position if you're not a half decent team and it, it, we look like a good solid Premier League side playing well. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing like it was at the start of the season when we were clinging, When we were getting wins, mm. they were clingy. You know, sort of scraped wins. Whereas now we look a lot more proficient and. And better in so many areas of the pitch that that we're going to be fine, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. And and it definitely felt like a response to Bournemouth as well. Yeah. You know, because that, that, it wasn't a terrible performance, but it was below, below standard for me. Like, it wasn't calamitous or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That we just, we just didn't have that cutting edge. And we at least showed that we've got that in our locker. It's just a question of, you know, can we consistently do that more than once in a game as well? Because, like, that Sarabia goal, fantastic, brilliant. But we kind of need to see them do that multiple times. Because if we can't just rely on those, that one goal, which statistically we usually are, as well. Yes,
1: yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, that that will be Michael Break. You're absolutely right. Yeah. If we can get enough, if we can get enough goals, we look we look more sure at the back. And yeah, you you're probably right. we probably would have a lot more points in the bank if we if we could turn our dominance into in, into yeah. more goals. You could say the Villa Villa we would probably deserve to be at least two 0 up at half time, mm. maybe more than that. Same with Fulham, Bournemouth in the first half. I mean, we absolutely pissed all over them in the first half, and we didn't really create anything of note. So it'll it'll our season will be defined by you know, getting the goals when we're when we're on top. And I say goals, not, <laughs> I was in more than yeah. one. Yeah. Um and cause another reason you know, there's a stat that flashed up during the game as well. I mean Fulham have scored eleven set piece goals this season. Mm. um and we scored two or something like that, I th- I think. Um mm. and one of those was, you know, arguably, you, know, you know, sort of against against Liverpool quite recently. So um these things make little th- in the Premier League Every little diff- every little thing makes a massive difference. to ultimately to points tallies because um, you know often there's just a, one or two goals in it in a game like that. So yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's massive, massive improvement that we've that we've made, under to and, uh, and, and uh, you know a few little bits and pieces more, and I, I think we'll, we'll see us fine.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree. Like, I don't think, not say completely out of the woods or anything no. like that, because I'm still. A little bit anxious about what's what's behind us, but you know, when you see how assured we were in those games, and like right, it's just sort of alluded to in terms of those starting lineups, if eight of those players in that Wolves lineup show up, then we have a chance against any team. Problem is, for a lot of this season, about two three of me showing up for <laughs> yeah, it. And yeah. we can just, it, like, you know, you can just about cope. I think if we don't have a good striker, which we don't, because, I you know, it, it's either Costa or it's Jimenez, of which Costa is here. He, you know, he is present, but not here. And Jimenez is, it is the same. Will, between them, they get five goals between now and the end of May?
1: Probably not. They've got a big fat zero so far. Yeah, four, exactly. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's bonkers. But so long as, in my opinion, Kuna or Podence slash Sarabia, even race somehow, and that midfield are firing on all cylinders then we've still got a chance to, say, almost win by the percentages. But I don't know, I think a lot's going to come down to Lopeteg in terms of how he wants to set teams. And It feels like he's going to sort of switch it depending on the opponent as well and how he wants to use Traore, who at the very least he seems to have got the trust and love of, which yeah, I think is such a big thing for Traore in terms of in, I don't know, feeling empowered and you know you sort of see you can see the visible points where his heads drop when Troy's head drops and he doesn't seem to quite do that as much under Lopetegui so far maybe it's because he knows he's got what four months left of a contract and he's you know feeling a bit free I don't know but um we'll see um but we talk about um you know being fine there's only four games happening next month, which I kind of find a bit bonkers. Um, it's because of the international breaks and, and, and things like that. But um, essentially, we've got four games coming up in March. We've got Liverpool on Wednesday, which we'll talk about more in a little bit. Uh, we've then got a little bit Spurs. I was going to say essentially next weekend now, which is crazy. Then Newcastle, then Leeds. And part of me, I think it kind of depends on your, you know, your optimist pessimist hat, doesn't it? Where you go, don't see us. that's a tough one of to fixes, don't see us getting anything from that. Or I don't know, I think you asked me like two months ago at that slot, I'd have gone, yeah, we're, we're screwed. But now yeah. I go Leeds, I think we've got a healthy chance, more than a healthy chance against them. That definitely needs to be a win. Liverpool. So we'll talk about it in a bit, but we've shown what we can do against Liverpool. Spurs are Spurs, and yeah. it can literally be a toss of a coin with yeah. Spurs sometimes. Yeah. And Newcastle are start, I think, have potentially hit that peak and are now trying to define the second half or second final third of their season as well. So, I think it's four really interesting fixtures we've got coming up.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I will be disappointed if we don't win one of our next two games because I think we can turn one of those over. Like you say with Spurs, you just don't know what Spurs is going to turn up. But I'm quietly confident in that game. I don't know; just got a feeling. It seems like almost like the Liverpool game, really, where they're going to be there to be got at. Um, But yeah, if, if they if they play to the maximum, then then yeah, we're we're in for a rough ride. But I think we've got enough to get about them. I really do. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, I don't know if we know what the, f- the result is in there. I don't know if someone in the comments can click it. last
0: time. I It's, I believe, if I quickly look behind my screen, if anyone uh, watching live on YouTube can give us a live <laughs> one as opposed to me umming and ahhing through it, I think it's still nil-nil um, yeah. with about a minute left of added time to play. So...
1: Well Jota's I think Jotter's got minutes so he's primed to score against oh. us on, on So that's that's a given. Yeah. Uh but again, yeah, you wouldn't you know, Anfield last you know, the, the, the FA Cup when we played second string, they played their first and we we won that game, let's face it. You know, by legal goals we we did win that game. Um and then uh, there you go, just finished 0-0. Thanks, Andrew. Um yeah so so that's not you know it's not a free hit or anything like that we need to go into that game with the belief that we can really do something so i i'll be aiming for at least three points out of the next two um newcastle away will be tough but, you know i'll take our classic one all against them i'll take that now if you offered it to me and then you're absolutely right we've um, we need to be beating Leeds at home um so I and mean, if we got if we got Seven out of the next four, I'd be absolutely delighted. Or, oh, you know, I'd take six, maybe even five. But um, I don't think we've got anything to fear. At that stage now, like you know, as a classic Wolves fan, where I think we're just as likely to get a win against Liverpool away as we are to get a win against Leeds at home. It's just oh yeah, Wolves it, all over. Fu-
0: fully in my head, I can see us beating Newcastle but losing to Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. And it being eternally frustrating, just just because you sort of need to beat leads to get point separation. Cap, yeah. yeah, it's um, like Bournemouth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, it's that like silly stage of the season. Where it's like, well, actually, yeah, it's all well and good beating this team, but actually, you need to beat this team. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm quietly confident, which feels a bit weird because so much of the season weren't. But I've at least got faith in Lopetegui for. You know he, he seems to have had Klopp's card um, a, a lot of recently, so I think it is going to be a really interesting ding dong on uh Wednesday night. Um, but he, you know, even if you say like against the likes of Spurs and Newcastle, and I find Newcastle a funny old one time because when we played them right at the start of the season, and Wang gifts them, I say uh, that sounds really bad, I was gonna say, he Wang gifted him a goal, he did because
1: mm, he uh, were not he went really wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought he's correct yourself I'm, there. It was pretty...
0: I, mean, I I still think um Alexander Masterman still had an awful lot to yeah, do. He did he didn't God. help matters, he just no, yeah just, just a nice <laughs> assist, you know. Yeah, it's it a good assist, yeah, um, and, a, yeah. and a good goal. But I don't think Newcastle were amazing against us, were they? no i watched
1: i missed that game i was in i was up north i was in the like district at the time when i watched it in a pub um with a load of newcastle fans which is annoying enough yeah um we that goal lad didn't we, to make it two um for that net social push and it probably was but at that point i was watching it with them and i didn't think they were going to score basically mm. um and i think we generally we, we were holding out pretty well and then obviously yeah it really takes one cock up when you're 1-0 up and that's, um, and that's curtains and, and they could have won it at the end if I remember rightly I think Trippier had a free kick like last minute yeah,
0: um,
1: which I was expecting to to hit the net I actually left the pub at that point because I thought I'm not going to be in here if it, all goes, <laughs> if it yeah. all goes off for these Newcastle fans I'm leaving Um so I watched it on my on my phone when I was outside <laughs> instead to save myself any embarrassment. Um I was gonna say
0: you're bra- you're brave relying on Lake District um Yeah, 4G. Yeah, it's, yeah, not, it's, not, say- it's
1: not too shabby, it's no, a- you know, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, was, it was awful a few years ago, it's not too bad. I was awful. gonna say
0: I, I I stayed in Ambleside about two weeks after you and it was like parts of it, say like, in the town centre, four G everything fine. We went to the property, which was a mile and a half just outside E. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, oh, it's just what you want
1: is that you might just about get a text message. Yeah, and it
0: meant like even just for Wi-Fi was just so slow. Yeah,
1: so I get back was, in time.
0: It it it, it, it really is. <laughs> yeah, um. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't envy you trying <laughs> to say try and watch on your phone outside. <laughs> yeah. Um. Looking at the table phone. It's looking all right. I, th- I was going to say, as of time of recording. Now, again, peek behind the curtains for anyone watching live on YouTube or watching back on YouTube. Um, the league table I've pulled up, um, I did about, about half eight quarters, and I did it about at half time. So somehow, because it has stayed nil nil in the right. Palace game, this is actually an up to date table. Um, nice. So it's got Palace. Um, only three points ahead of us, but we are very much in that middle, middle of the bottom half, being fifteenth. And a win would have made life a lot nicer, I think. Um, because yeah. of just some of the results that went our way, you know. Don't don't get me wrong. It's great for us to get pumped, but then it's meant West Ham are now clawing themselves back out again. It's great to see Southampton lose because, you know, it, it's one less place, especially after their win uh, last week. But then it's meant Leeds have then clawed a little bit up the, um, the slippery ladder as well.
1: Yeah, I'd keep your eye on Forest. They're not a good side at all. I haven't, I've watched them this season. I've not seen them play well. I'm not just saying that. I haven't really seen them play well this season. They were half decent against Chelsea, I think, when I watched them, but... I know it's all these buts and maybes but if they didn't fluke that result against City and it was a fluke um, they'd be below us now hmm. um, so I really don't think they're they're out of it um, Palace I, I don't think Palace or if you you know for, again for your audio listeners you know you, Palace are in 12th on 27 points um, and then it's Villa on 31 obviously Villa Villa are out of it but anyone from Palace could get dragged in I don't think Palace will Leicester are too good to go down. I still don't think West Ham are going to be in the mix come come the end of the season. I think they've got too much about them. So um yeah, I think I think Forrest will get dragged down there. And then you'd like to hope it's that it's that bottom three that's in there now, really. Southampton, Bournemouth and and Everton. It's a bad result for Everton that was today. And yeah. I think, if I remember rightly, they've got Arsenal away next as well. So there's really some opportunity there to to put to pull away from them, I know our games aren't the easiest, but we've we've got an opportunity there, um, and ultimately it's about being better than three teams, and, and I think we're I think we are. I,
0: f- I think healthily, I think the first one's a great um, a great one to pick out because I was trying to like. I think they they did get a hammering off Man City earlier in the season, six nil, but that's a heavy goal difference. They've conceded 40,
1: 42 goals yeah. season and they've got no centre-halves or yeah. well, they've got two centre-halves that are relying on now for the next three months, I think. so. Um, And like I say, they're not a good size. So, I, I really don't th- I think they'll be in the mix come the end of it. You know, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I've just, just, as I say, I haven't been overly impressed with them. We've got to play them away and that's a game that I'll be targeting three points big time.
0: Mm. I know, like, I don't know where, if it's super cliched or anything, but it does sort of feel like for um, Forrest, like every game's a cup match Yeah. in terms of how they just play and what they kind of get out of it uh, for me. But you're right, I do sort of see it being one of those, three out of those bottom four at the moment. And I, I'd be kind of surprised at this point it's not those bottom three of Everton, Bournemouth, Southampton at the moment. And then, I think it will catch up with Forest next season potentially.
1: Yeah, but but. I think it's just it's just good to have as many teams in it as possible at this stage. I think um, just 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 be above, you know, sort of the upper the upper half of the of the teams that are in the mix. Really keep your head above water. Um, but you've got to get out. You know, you you don't want to be relying on points out of the last few games. 'Cause it's a silly season at that point in time. You know, anything happens come the end of the season. And I don't think our fixtures are great come the end of the year either. I think we've got no. United away and Arsenal away two out of the last three, I think. Yeah. So you don't so, want to be relying on results come come then.
0: No, not really. I think that's why I think particularly April I mean, April's a very fixture heavy month. But I think if we can you yeah, know, sounds silly. If we can beat that, if we can win against Forest, if we can get a couple of vote and beat Leeds as well, a couple of the games like that, that just that will just really just propel us that bit further forward. And the fact we're now on to what a point a game um, ratio again, for me, stands us in good stead because I think if we can just about keep that up. I struggle. Will it be a impressive return falls over the course of for season? No. But I also struggle to see, you know, other teams, you know, f- multiple other teams being able to get more than thirty-eight points as well. Like you're telling me, Southampton are going to get you no know, Southampton can get more than thirty-eight points. Neither are Bournemouth, probably Everton. I, c- I can't see them putting a run together in the same way. I feel that we can now consistently pick up points. You know, whether it's win one lose two or however i've got a lot more faith in us at the moment than when you look at some other teams down there and you can't scratch your head really about how we're going to do it unless it's a bit of by luck or by judgment
1: yeah we've been we've been in bar city um we've been in comfortably in every game that we've had until opportunity and you know you say yeah it's it is a point of game over the course of the season but for a lot of that season with the clown in charge at the start and then we had you know the blessing the uh p teacher in um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: for, for another sort of you know what is it five or six games so we've actually got a serious manager now and if you look at his points to games ratio it's yeah it's it's you know comfort it's it's a mid table you know so yeah. um you've got another 14 games under this manager with this with this squad so you know, you've played City yeah. twice, and you know, with you've got you've got to play most of the other teams again. So, I, th- I think you've got to back you've got to back this team and this manager under those circumstances to get enough points that we need now.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, we had a couple of questions for Twitter Corner, Tom. One's morbidly dark, and the other one's quite interesting. Um, I'll let you choose which one's which. Um, we'll do the, <laughs> the morbidly dark one for Matty Smith? He's, he's a regular contributor, um, and I think he's taken my silly or serious question. And put his own spin on it when he's asked, um, "Will we ever find a cure for death?" Of which I'm like, "Okay." Um, I did say yeah. we try and answer. I'm gonna go with no. Yeah,
1: yeah. We spoke about this before. It was like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't think I can't see there being any other
0: answer to that question Yeah. Let's just uh, nah. let us let, let, skip it and do, <laughs> do, do, do one more. <laughs> i like actually it. really intrigued by um, by hungry like for wolf, um, who again regular contributor. So shout out to him. Um, shout out to them even. Um Solomon scored a great goal and is a class and is a classic and s- classic, skillful, and deadly inverted winger type goal. Uh, seen from Saka, Salah, etc. When was the last time Paul scored a goal like that? It doesn't seem to be the type of goal we score. Are our wingers not good enough or just not composed or I guess just not that right fit? And he's got a Point here, that we don't tend to score those. I call them you Robin goals.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, yeah, it's an awful lot like he like he used to do for Chelsea all those all those years ago. Um, Sacco used to yeah. score a few like that. Um, Kite used to score a couple. The new year was there it, one against
0: was Bolton? It, yeah, yeah, there's a
1: couple like that. Yeah, and um with Faris slightly from the edge, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There aren't sure in the, in the current regime, probably not.
0: No, and it's so strange because so many of our wingers bar triori are that classic inverted winger, but even like, um, you know, as, as um, still in the comments on YouTube says, did Pedro do it? And to be honest, I, I remember him hitting a crossbar with one.
1: That's later as well, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah, he was never sort of, you know, Pedro Neto's never been a player who's necessarily always looked to come inside and try and wrap one in the bottom corner. And yeah, for the for, for, for more I kind of saw, I thought Costa's probably your nearest one, but again, he mm. didn't necessarily like to bend it into the far corner.
1: No, I think Cavalero scored a couple, I seem yeah. to remember, you know, like that, but. Um, the closest one maybe this year that Pedence one against Villa. I mean that was an excellent goal. You know that he yeah. did bend in from a tight angle. He was in the box, but excellent bit of skill beforehand. Um, I just think that our, our they're just so inconsistent. Our wide men they just mm. they can't seem to strip. You know, Adama's you know was brilliant for a game, and then he goes. But you know, he, you know he wasn't. He wasn't even on the pitch last night, as well. you know, didn't do anything of any you note know, last mm. night, unfortunately. Um, same with Pedence, you know, he can be brilliant one game and he, he's terrible the next. He's, he's either 8 out of 10 or 4 out of 10 type player. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just like saying inconsistency rather than inability, I would say. Um, yeah, well, we so, can so tell
0: because just... um, we've had a couple of um, people pull us up on the col- comments. Trinkow last season against Chelsea? Oh, good shout! Yeah, an excellent shout. Yeah, that was a peach. And and again, another one for Matt Jarvis because I remember Jarvis did it a couple of times. But again, that wasn't necessarily Matt Jarvis was like this classic winger who was played on the left, but was just right-footed. So he liked to do all the things that an uh, you know an out wide winger would do, but was right-footed, as opposed to a winger who wanted to cut inside.
1: Yeah, mean, like, I don't remember it him, bending him bending many in from the edge of the no, box. He wasn't did... that type of player, was he?
0: Was it Villa he did that scored one? Was it
1: Villa? He has scored one against Villa similar to that. Isn't that yeah. the one that got him his call-up?
0: Yeah, I pretty I think that's much. the one that got him yeah. his call-up
1: under Capella. I think it was, he's almost quoted as saying that, that, that he was told that, that that goal got him in the England squad. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's like I say, it's just a frustration, isn't yeah. it, about like, about yeah. last night? It's just, you know, when are we going to be on the end of one of those types of goals? I was and... going to say, we
0: don't, we don't we just don't, we don't score them. And we don't have the players who seem to have that, not quite ability, but just like you say, like even someone like Podence, he doesn't pick the ball out wide, almost like, you know, in the channel. And then go, you know, I'm just going to cut it inside, beat a man, and then whip it into a far corner. Yeah. In the same way, like, like you say, like you know, he scores a you know, he scores one into a far post, but it's a slightly different type of goal. I I've seen Wolski's concede a couple like that, and I don't know, I bet every team says the same thing, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I bet you leave it over. And say, oh, most Allen never scores that type of goal. It's like, yeah, he always does, he always does, but I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully. Sarabia can step up to the plate and Alcuna can step up to the plate and uh deliver us one of those might be fine um I guess it's our R1 circle for your yes, from PlayStation uh fans. But we'll wrap up today's show. Um big thanks to everyone who's listened. We'll be back I was gonna say uh, ASAP uh to talk about the Liverpool game. Um shout outs as always to 90 Min Football Network as well. And make sure um you follow Wolves Fancast on Twitter Facebook and Instagram and also make sure you like share and subscribe on YouTube as well it's all under at Wolves Fancast so you can't really miss us Um, but until next time it's goodbye from Tom see you guys and it's goodbye from me we'll see you next time it takes years to build a
1: business that sustains a family and is worth passing on at Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit Sandyspringbank.com/slash business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank.